When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Jen Wallace with you as per usual. Uh, we are joined now by sports journo and author at the Inner Sanctum, Jasper Chelapar. Jasper, thank you for joining us once again on the Overnight Crowd. Jen, it's so nice to be back. I hope you're well. Yeah, I am doing really well, thanks. Now, time for a big look at the AFL, the AAMI Community Series. It, um, there, was, there was games aplenty and there was lots of talking points. Uh, some fans, you know, always unhappy if their team loses in the preseason. <laughs> Others are a little bit more realistic, aren't they? And they're like, it's just preseason. So should we have a run through the games and you can hit me up with some of the big talking points from each? Yeah, you're right. There is a big kind of spectrum of fans <laughs> going from, you know, taking them as seriously as a grand final to um, not even realising they're on in yeah. some cases as well. But I, I really enjoyed some of the contests and I thought um, most of them were played at a pretty high intensity. I think in the fourth quarter you kind of realise um, how competitive these guys are because the pressure always amps up a little bit when the game's on the line. And uh, we didn't see any chip- chipping around the back or anything like that in the fourth quarter. Both teams were going for it, which was really fun um, to watch throughout the, the weekend. It, it kicked off with the reigning premiers, the Demons against the Blues, mm-hmm. um, on Thursday night, I think that was. And um, the big talking point out of this one is Paddy Cripps. is uh, tackling, he kicked four goals. He looked like really big, much bigger than um, last year. And he, he looked energetic as well, which is important for him. Um, if we can see a bounce back of Paddy Cripps to his you know, 2017, 18 years where he was talked about as the best player in the competition. Um, the Blues could be a really ominous side and, and maybe a finals-bound side as well this year because they've got a good midfield around him now with Hewitt Chera and Sam Walsh, and they've got some fantastic players in Harry Mackay, the common medalist, and, and Jacob Wiedering. Um, I think a, a fit and firing Paddy Cripps could be huge for the Blues, and, and they could make some serious damage. Um, and then for the Ds, you know, like I said before, not sure any of the, the Dees fans would be too concerned about this one. They they look very strong and, and like a fit side coming um, into this one. They were just turning the legs over. Yeah. Um, they'll be ready for next weekend's, oh, next week's uh, grand final rematch against the Dogs on Wednesday. Uh, were there any major injury concerns that came out of this game? Um, oh, I'm not, I don't think so. Don't think so there were a couple of corkies um, and, and guys got iced up right around halftime like you usually see in, in these hit-outs because there is, you know, a six or seven-person bench. But um, it, was, it was pretty good all around here. Oh, that's good. That's that's the main thing I reckon out of preseason. I'll keep asking as we go through the game. So let's move on to uh, was the Western Bulldogs versus Brisbane Lions and the Lions got up by six. Yeah, well, this is a little bit of revenge, I guess, for <laughs> that Bailey Smith goal in the semi-final. That was one of the games of the year last year. Um, for, for me, a big takeaway, maybe not from this game, but from the entire preseason and just the trajectory is going to be Zach Bailey, I think, could be um, the most improved player of the competition this year. I know there's not a, an award for it, but uh, he'd be taking out. He'd be my bet right now. Um, and then for the Dogs, it'd be interesting to see how this midfield mix goes. We kind of talk about it each year ever since they brought in Trelaw, but there's so many mouths to feed in there. 
Uh, Josh Dunkley didn't get any centre bounces in the grand final this year. Um, sorry, this game he was kind of their leading centre bounce guy. Be interesting to see if that continues with uh, Liberatore set to come back into this side as well because those are two very contested kind of players. They've got Trelaw, they've got Bont, um, they've got McRae kind of around them. So it'll be very interesting to see if Dunkley can get that midfield time. He is coming out of contract. Been some whispers about um, his girlfriend, Tip Dewan, going to uh, the Adelaide uh, Thunderbirds. So, uh. you know, there's some whispers about him possibly moving to South Australia in the year. It'll be, it'll be interesting to follow throughout the year. So it'll be important for, for Josh Dunkley to get a lot of midfield time this year. Uh, and the Bulldogs, I suppose, fans would also be heartened by the fact that they had a, a really good fourth quarter and they held the Lions to just the two behinds as well. Yeah, well, we saw in the grand final that it was the third quarter that bowled them over. But um, and again. this one, you know, the, the, the Lions couldn't, couldn't get the job done. They kind of formed a brick wall. Um, their, their key defence has been a big question mark for mine mm-hmm. coming into this. They've got Josh Shackey, the Tim O'Brien didn't play, but um, he and Alex Keith would expect to be their first choice guys. But they were really impressive um, in this one. Dan McStay got um, got going. Joe Danaher had a little moment as well. But in the end, it didn't really matter in the fourth quarter. They, they were held pretty well. So um, I think the Dogs will, will take a lot of confidence out of that one for their back six. Okay. And if we shift now across to the Saturday games, we'll start with uh, Hawthorne taking on uh, Richmond Tigers. And it was the Tigers by 25. Yeah, the Tigers looked really good. This was the Devonport um, clash, Jen. So, it was, you know, it was brilliant to see so many um, faces from the community out there. Um, we had, you know, Nick Rewalt, Matthew Richardson on the commentary with, with Jack Rewalt putting on a show on the park as well. I really like the Tigers um, to, to kind of make their way back into the top four this year. I know a few have written them off after last year, but mm-hmm. a fit and firing Dusty, they, they look pretty good, I reckon. So, I, th- I think Richmond could be a, a bit of a top four smoky this year to, to kind of you know, signal that the dynasty isn't quite over. And then for the Hawks, I thought um, Josh Ward's game in the middle. No no, Tom Mitchell, but he racked up a lot of it, um, used it really well. I think he's picked five from memory from the draft. He's going to be an awesome midfielder right away for the Hawks. So he's putting his hand up for round one selection nice and high, you'd think? Yes, man, definitely. I think she was, you know, it was very, very impressive. Nice, good to hear. Uh, moving to Adelaide Crows versus Port Adelaide, so the South Australian clash, uh, and it was Port Adelaide with bragging rights by 37. Yeah, there's always a little bit more in these ones. The same with the Derby that we'll get to soon, but big takeaway from, from this one was Zach Butters, just through the midfield, a casual with 32 touches and a goal. He's going to be an absolute star. We know that he's you know this bash and crash guy that at his you know, size, he's a, he's a bit of a smaller guy, he's a bit scary for his injury risk. Yeah. Um, but when he's on the park, oh man, it's it's so much fun to watch. Uh, he, he's an absolute star of the competition already. I think Connor Rosie looks primed for a good season as well. A little bit quiet last year, a couple of injury concerns, but I think he's going to be good this year as well. And then for the Crows, another young gun, Josh Rochelle, he picked six mm. uh, from the draft. Three goals, nine tackles as a small forward. He was so so crafty and just, just an absolute freak around goals as well. Um, I think we'll get on to my rising star favourite soon, but... He's a serious chance for the award this year, I reckon. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of talk around, isn't there, with him? And he's backed it up a couple of weeks in the row in a row with these preseason sort of scratch matches and now the community series. So, uh, be good to talk about your rising stars. We will. I've just jotted that down. We'll get to that um, at the end of this chat. Essendon versus St Kilda. Uh, what do we have? St Kilda by eleven. Yeah, I, I got along to this one um, for the inner sanction. It was a really fun last quarter with the Dons kind of rallying back from a slow start. 
the most entertaining part of this one, in my opinion, was was watching Rowan Marshall versus Sonny Draper in the ruck. Two very different styles. Two young guns who are going to go at it for you know eight, ten years. Um, and they're both, you know, they're both converts from their respective sports. Rowan Marshall grew up kind of in, in rugby country, uh, league country. He's a convert from, from league. And then Sammy Draper, the South Australian, uh, is a soccer convert as well. I think he, you know, picked up a, a footy at, at age 16 or something. So it's going to be really fun to watch these guys. They're still raw and, and kind of learning their, their craft, Sammy Draper in particular, but they were awesome. Um, Archie Perkins is mercurial in the forward half. He's gone to another level this year. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, for the Saints, as you said at the start, um, injuries is the biggest concern out of these ones, and it looks like there's a pretty bad one for Hunter Clark, a nasty AC joint with a big bump um, from Darcy Parrish. He looks like he could have surgery and miss six to eight weeks and then um, Jack Billings as well had a hammy so not great news from the Saints out of this one despite the win. Yeah see that's the stuff that kills you and you're you're happy with the win but you just want your players to get through healthy so St Kilda fans will be ruining that a little bit you imagine. Uh, Moving now to Sunday we had uh, the Giants take on Collingwood. Uh, The Giants comfortable by 41. Yeah very comfortable. Uh, I thought Stephen Cornelio has been much maligned in the media and, and everything. He's um, a bit of a whipping boy recently, <laughs> unfairly, but he looks amazing. And you know, he, he was a little bit one pace last last year. I, I thought he might have been carrying a bit of an injury as the captain. He didn't want to, you know, sit out, and then he got dropped. And you know, we we saw the making the mark from the season beforehand and all that kind of stuff as well. But he looks amazing, and you know, he's been given a license in the midfield. He's got a co-captain now. He's, I think, you know, his career's back on track at 28 years old, and I think we could see the Canelo of old. Yeah, he had about 10 marks, 30-odd touches. He looked really, really good. And then for the Pies, um, this is my rising star pick. It's Nick Dacos. He was the best on ground for them. Uh, coming out of the back line, he was absolutely marvellous to watch. He's going to be an absolute uh, a steal, if you say, a pick four, whatever mm-hmm. they had to match for him. Um, you know, it should have been, he should have been going one or two pretty easily in this draft. Um, he's going to be a very, very special player. Yeah, he has been the star of this preseason. Everyone getting very excited about Nick Dacos. I know I've got him in my super coach team. Um, the other one there was Josh <laughs> Kelly that um, sort of caught my eye. 41 disposals. <laughs> yeah, this is just what Kelly can do when there's no attention from the <laughs> yeah. opposition. He, yeah, he's one of the smoothest movers. Um, so much fun to watch when he's up and going like he was. Uh, and when he's playing through the midfield, I know in the first half of last season, there were some super coaches pretty unhappy because he was playing up forward. Um, yep. you know, he's playing through the midfield now and he, he looks absolutely superb, as you say, Jen. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing coming out of this one was the Braden Maynard suspension for that little oh, you know, yes. clothesline um, that resulted um, in the Lloyd uh, concussion. It was, it was a pretty nasty one to watch his head kind of the whiplash onto the ground when he fell. Um, but, yeah, that, that's been upheld at the tribunal tonight. So he's going to miss the first two weeks of the season um, for that one, which I thought... Um, looks pretty bad at the time. And then on slow motion, actually made it look slightly better. Usually slow motion makes it look worse. worse. But it, it looks slightly better on okay. um, on the uh, yeah replay just because he, he got a bit of the ball and he, he hit him with his bicep, nose, fist and that kind of stuff. But I probably do agree with the suspension in the end. Okay. But that's, that was a good one. There was a couple of injuries as well throughout this game, maybe not as long-serving as... Uh, the St Kilda injury that we were just speaking on as well, but um, a few little niggles that might have come out of this game for uh, both sides. Yeah, well, Pat Lipinski did an ankle. He sat out most of the game um, for the Pies. That's a huge blow for them. I think he might be on track for round one still, 
But uh, it's because he was just this recruit that everyone was looking at, so excited to watch him play through the middle on the wing and that kind of stuff. Because we haven't seen too much of um, him at AFL level behind those, you know, star-studded doggies that I've mentioned beforehand. Uh, Nathan Murphy looked really rough. He couldn't walk off um, the ground for, for a few minutes. Um, that was that was a tough one to watch. Um, and then you've also got Braden Proust getting suspended for his tackle on Brody Grundy. Oh, yeah. um, there, was, there was a lot going on in this game that wasn't <laughs> too positive for either side despite um, the big win. So, yeah, not, not the best game um, for, for either side coming out of it. Uh, and then uh, across in the West, uh, it was uh, the Western Derby, 11-13-79, Frio to 10-6-66, the West Coast Eagles. So it was Frio by 13. They obviously play each other a fair bit throughout the preseason. Any much takeaway yeah. from that? Well, the more competitive Eagles outfit. They lost by about 100 the week before, so um, they'll be happy with that. Thought, um, there's, well, there's going to be a lot of opportunities some young eagles through the midfield. We we know this with you know Shuey down, Yo down, um, Dom Sheed as well. So Tim Kelly was absolutely amazing. But the guys next to him, I thought, were pretty impressive as well. Willie Rioli got a big run um, through the midfield. It looks like you know he's done really well over the off season, get his um, endurance up to the levels required for for footy. Um, and maybe if he gets some time through the midfield, that could be you know really beneficial for his career um, going forward. Connor West, I thought, was a lot of fun to watch. He's a waffle star over the last few seasons, picked up in the um, mid-season draft last year, um, played really well last year, and um, this year looks like he's going to be a, you know, a really important player for the Eagles suddenly. Um, then for the, for the Dockers, you know, they got the job done. It wasn't a hugely impressive performance, but this team is going to be so much fun over the next you know, decade, I think. Um, Jen, just some of the young guys running through this, Midfield, up forward, up back. Um, Brayshaw, Sarong, uh, Heath Chapman had an incredible game. Hayden Young's one of the best kicks in the competition already. Sammy Switkowski is so much fun to watch as a small forward. Uh, I think they still need a, a little bit of a, like a difference maker in the forward half, whether that be a Nat Fife or a, a Michael Walters getting back to his best. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fremantle will be my pick to, to crack the eight from those outside of the eight from last year. Well, there you go. Well, that makes me happy. That's the team that I selected when I moved over to Perth uh, about 15 years ago. I went with the Frio Dockers, so um, I think I'm due some some good Dockers time. So um, I'm going I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that comes in for me. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a tough one sometimes. And then on Monday we had to, to close it all out. Uh, Gold Coast Suns, uh, they beated – no, beated. That's not even a word. They beat Geelong <laughs> by 23. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's we've seen this a few years from the Suns. Early season, they look absolutely amazing, and they you know they fall off. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's really impressive performance, and against a good Cats outfit, I thought you know Matty Rao, seeing him been firing with with his elite work rate and tackle pressure, we had, he hasn't quite got that spread from the contest yet, zero marks, but he just gets to a lot of contests and hunts the ball like like we saw him a couple of years ago when he had those you know Brownlow votes in abundance over over three games. Um, that was so much fun to watch. And I think we, we could be getting some peak Matty Rao this season, which would be a lot of fun to watch. Um, for the Cats, yeah. Jen, I don't know how much you buy into the signs of their aging group, you know, just looking yep. a little bit old these days. But um, there was minimal exuberance through the preseason for them. And I'm not sure, could they be the big sliders this year? I think I think it's a possibility right now. I know they have so many big names that, yeah. Man, they're old. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because we've talked about the age thing for a couple of years. Obviously, they're only getting older each year that we have that discussion. 
Uh, yeah. But I always <laughs> feel that they've got this maturity in the way that they hold back that enthusiasm or exuberance for the contest. And they're like, this is not the time to spend it. Um, and I need to see yeah, them in, in real, you know, in season proper, a couple of rounds into season proper. And then I think we'll have a better idea because if they can't show us that enthusiasm and, and energy and ability to um, have that pace around the ball, then maybe, maybe we start to have serious discussions about the slide then. That's a really good point. And, you know, they've, We've seen with you know individuals across the competition, we expect them to slow down for years and years and years, and they just don't. You know, guys like Travis Boak and, and even Paddy Dangerfield and Scott Pendlebury, these guys just keep on keeping on. Um, and a lot of the Geelong players have been like that over the last few years. So you're absolutely correct; they're just too mature to be showing uh, showing out or, or putting in you know a hundred percent effort right now. Yeah, well, hey, we're speaking with Jasper Chalapa of uh, the Inner Sanctum. We've been talking all about the AAMI Community Series and what we can take out of that. We're going to take a quick break because we need to clear a break, but we want to keep Jasper on the line because we've got some NBA to discuss. You happy to hang on and chat with us again here on the Overnight Crowd, Jasper? Yeah, sure, I'm Jen. Excellent. We'll just take a quick break. You're on the Overnight Crowd, 1300-736-736 or 0433-981116. We'll be back in a moment. Overnight crowd with Jen Wallace. I'm joined by sports journo and author at the Inner Sanctum. Jasper is just finished talking all about AFL and the AAMI community series. Uh, But we're going to switch tack now and talk about another passion of yours, the NBA. What's been happening in the NBA? It's been really interesting to see some of the performances from the East kind of teams over the last uh, couple of weeks post-All-Star break. I think the, the big risers in the league right now are the Boston Celtics who... Uh, made some moves with the trade deadline, picked up uh, Derek White, among a couple others, and they look really, really good. They beat the Nets um, yesterday mm. behind, or two days ago now, behind um, 54 points from Jason Tatum, their young gun, and they're in the fifth seed now. They were around the eighth seed about two weeks ago. They're making really steady progress, and I think they're going to be one to watch out for in the in the playoffs. Um, they've got a really nice blend of some shot-making from Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, um, but also, you know, a lot of defense and a really defensive kind of minded um, coach and, and identity for this for this side. So I think Brad Stevens has put together the roster really well. And they're, uh, through the first half of the season, they were nowhere near the pace, but now they're looking like a very dangerous side that no one wants to go up against in the East. And it's a very interesting Eastern Conference right now because they're only the, they're only the fifth seed. Mm. You've got Miami in first, the 76ers in second to look fantastic with um, James Harden and Joel Embiid. Yeah. Um, that move that sent Ben Simmons to the Nets. Um, you've got the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions in third seed. They're just coasting right now. They're going to be comfortable through the end of the regular season and then turn it on in the playoffs behind Giannis's performances. Um, you've got the Chicago Bulls, who have been amazing with DeMar DeRozan. But they're 0-14 against the top three seeds in both conferences. So I'm not too sure if they can do it against the, the best teams in the league. But, you know, they're, they're comfortably... In the fourth seed at 39 and 26, you've got the Celtics, the Cavs, the Raptors, then my boys, the Hornets, and then languishing in ninth place, Jen, are the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> one game below 500. It's completely shocking where this has come from because Kevin Durant got injured. Kyrie Irving could only play half the games of the season until a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then you've also got Ben Simmons currently sitting out and, and not playing um, under, I guess, conditioning premises. Um, I'm not too sure if he's going to be playing that uh, 76ers uh, game in a couple of days, but I fully expect um, him to be back soon. But 
right now the Nets are in a world of trouble because if they have to play in the play in then it's you know it's win or, or go home before yep. you even get to the playoffs. It's um it's a it's a bit of a precarious situation. Yeah, so I think I've seen uh, Simmons is definitely not making that trip back to Philly. Um, going to come back later than that. Uh, <laughs> probably wise to avoid a, a hostile crowd. It's probably a nice way to describe Philly. So uh, I think that's... Yeah, that is a, that's that's a good way. <laughs> so other than the Nets, is there anyone that surprised you by their second half season slide or is it just the Nets for you that have been a bit more disappointing? Well, currently the Warriors are on a five-game oh, yeah. losing streak. They've started without Draymond Green, obviously. You know, they're, they're a defensive team despite all their you know, offensive firepower. And without him, they've really languished so far. Um, you know, in comparison, you've got the Suns who have lost their point guard, Chris Paul. The Warriors are only a couple of games behind them when they, when they lost Chris Paul, but they're currently about eight um, games ahead now. So it's been pretty surprising to see Steph Curry unable to get this team going. Um, I know there's a few young guys in their roster, but um, I would have thought they'd pick up a few more wins than they have so far. Losing five on the trot is not good news. Uh, they've gone from the second seed to the third seed. Um, and they're only two and a half games ahead of the fourth right now. Um, I think the Mavericks, on the other hand, behind Luka Doncic, who was just named Western Conference Player of the Week, um, has been you know, absolutely fantastic and, and so impressive. Yeah, it, it's... Oh, you, you look at the Warriors, and for me, that's a, a name that maybe a little bit more of an outsider into NBA. I'm just used to there being such such, such success there. And it's probably the other name I throw up, and it's purely because of LeBron James, is the Lakers. And, you know, he had a huge, huge game last game, but they're sitting, what, in ninth? <laughs> yeah, all the way in ninth, 28 and 36, and it's no fault of LeBron no. at all. Um they have Anthony Davis out right now, and the, and the roster is really poorly constructed around him. He needs some shooters, and he doesn't have too many shooters. Maybe Malik Monk is his is best one right now, but um, been some disappointing performances from from Russell Westbrook. Uh, but LeBron James, he cannot fault at all, and he's still, at 37 years old, a, a marvel to watch. He is, isn't he? That was a remarkable game. But they went down uh, 117 to 110 to the Spurs uh, today, I believe. So just checking in. Um, where they're at as well. Uh, another team that's, look, they're, you know, just biding their time right down the bottom is is my team, um, the Rockets. Now, they're only my team because oh, my dog's name is Houston. And so, therefore, I decided, well, I should go for every team that's based out of Houston. That should be my little connection to those teams. Um, how, what, what can you tell me about my Rockets? <laughs> well, they had a really nice win against the Grizzlies two days ago where, we saw some young guys like um, Jalen Green had 24 points, Kevin Porter Jr. had 29 points. That's a backcourt back of the future that could be really, really good soon. Okay. Um, they've also got Christian Wood, who's an exciting player. They've got Jason Tate, who was a Sydney King a couple of seasons ago. Um, he's you know an absolute workhorse as a, of a power forward who you know kind of does it all. I think this team is going to be good kind of sooner than people expect, simply because they've got some good veterans. They've got some young guys who are going to progress quickly. Um, and Houston's not really a losing franchise over the years. They they find a way to win. Right now, you know, they're 16 and 48. It's not ideal, but they're going to get a nice pick in again. Um, possibly a guy like Chet Holmgren, um, in you know, who's possibly the best um, prospect coming out of college this year mm-hmm. as like a seven footer who can shoot and, and do it all kind of on the court. So I think you know a guy like him and and they're you know opportunities to, to move up, you know, dramatically improve from next year on. I think, I think Jen, you could be looking at a, a pretty fun um, rise up the, the 
standings um, from next year. So I should stick with it? I shouldn't, shouldn't drop it? Stay with them? Oh, you can't. Yeah, you can't <laughs> drop them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the most, uh, you know, loose connections as the decision as to why to follow a side that you can come across. Just the fact that your dog is named Houston. So you're like, oh, I'll follow that team. But that's how I made my decision as to where I went to. And when I was looking, I was like, oh no, <laughs> sitting on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that's not ideal at all. <laughs> uh, so some games coming up. Uh, any, any of that list, obviously there's always plenty of games going on in the NBA, but any of the games that stand out for you as, as much must watches or that have a big um potential impact onto on the seeds? Well, I'll be super excited to watch uh, the first half of the, the Hornets-Nets game. Yep. That's the eighth seed versus the ninth seed in the East. So huge ramifications for play-ins and, and playoff hopes. That's my team against the Nets who have Kevin Durant back. So they should be starting to make their way up um, the standings. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but I'll, have, uh, I'll be going along to the AFL captain's day tomorrow um, at Marvel Stadium, which should be a bit of fun. Um, okay. So I'll miss the second half of that one, but I'm very excited uh, to, to see if Lamelo and, and the boys can pull that one out. And then also, um, I don't know if you've been following Josh Giddy as closely as Heder and I were. Yeah. Um, we'll sure, we made sure we had a lot of Josh Giddy chat every okay. week, but um, I'll be excited to watch him uh, if he suits up against the Milwaukee Bucks. He should be back soon. Hopefully he's been out for a few games now, but I think he might be back for this one. And to see him go up against the, the reigning uh, champion, Giannis, and, and his team, I think it'll be a lot of fun in the afternoon as well. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, we're looking forward to that game. And I'm already looking forward to when we catch up this time next week. We'll only be a couple of sleeps away from AFL season proper beginning. It's starting to get exciting. Uh, thanks so much for joining us once again on the Overnight Crowd. Jasper, we really appreciate your time. Always a pleasure, Jen. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.